Hello, dear listener. How are you today? I hope you're keeping well. I want to give thanks to few friends of tuning in every week and listening. And I want to mention Louise and Lily and Caroline and Tori and Joanna and my husband who listen to the episode all the time. I really appreciated your encouragement and your support for my podcast means the world to me. I'm glad you find the content useful and I'm open for suggestions if you have any um, topics or ideas for the future. So this is episode 22 and it's the last episode for this season. I will take a break in the summer and I'll gather up ideas and inspiration and I'll start again in September full of energy and um, just action for the adventure for season two. So today's episode I spoke with Tori Irvine and I really enjoyed getting to know her. You can hear in her presence that she loves what she does and is following her instinct and that is the message that really stood out for me. And let me know what you took away from this conversation. What was the message for you that you heard in it? Um, thank you very much for listening. And to all my guests in this season, I really appreciate um, them taking the time. If you enjoy the podcast and would like to support me, I would love if you leave a review in your podcast platform, if you share the link with your friends, or you can um, buy me coffee. I'll put a link in um, the notes where it's just a website if you wanted to donate a few euros towards the work that I put in for this podcast. I really appreciate it. I hope you're having a great day. Enjoy the episode and we'll catch up again in a few weeks. Take care. Hi, Tori. Good morning. Hi, Brianna. How are you today? I'm great, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for agreeing. I really appreciate it. I know it's a busy morning and I won't take up too much of your time. And um, these episodes kind of around 30 minutes as well, so that when people do their um, cooking or walking or whatever they're into, (laughs) they can listen to us or um, if if they relate to the content. So I really appreciate your um, time for joining me this morning. No problem, thank you. So Tori, please introduce yourself for the people listening, because I think when somebody introduced themselves, they really um, say out what they um, feel for themselves rather than if I introduce you, am I not? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Um, I'm um, an artist, abstract artist based in Galway. Um, I'm from Belfast, but Galway is my home now. And this is where my husband and my kids and our life is now. So um, so I work in my studio, I built a studio in the garden and it is my haven, <laughs> my absolute haven. So um, yeah, my, my artwork is, um, I suppose I would describe it as really colorful, um, free, expressive. Um, I absolutely love to paint. And I suppose the aim is that you can kind of sense that in my work. You know, I always want to be um, trying to put the joy that I feel in my creative process into the paintings um, so that in a way that can be transferable to the person who has the artwork in their home. Um, so yeah, so it's a, it's a journey and it's developing all the time. And 
you know, I kind of it's it's very much based on intuition and and how I feel um, at the time. So um, there are ups and downs. <laughs> um and there's not generally a plan you know because I'm working in a free in a free intuitive way um so sometimes that can be a bit unpredictable you know I can be very productive at times um and at other times it can be um stop sturdy depending on what's going on you know with the other aspects of my life um but uh, yeah, it's just, it's it's definitely where the joy is for me, Boyana. And I'm so delighted to have got this stage in my life where I'm doing something that I love. Mm. Um, so so that's, that's a bit about me. Fantastic. And how did you come to realize that art gave you that joy? Or where did the journey, do you remember where, when yeah. you started uh, or you realized, oh, I, I like art or what? what yeah. I think I've always been, I remember being very young in school and, and you know, parents or people come in, no, you're very creative or, um, and I did do, you know, I've, I went down like the arts route in school. So we'd have done languages and um, art um, in a, at A level and then went on to art college in Belfast. Um, and at that stage, I, I didn't know what, discipline or, or what area of, of art was was my thing but I kind of got into design into in the foundation year um, and I was playing around with um, fashion and textile design I was really always really drawn to tactile things okay. um, so it was more it was definitely between fashion and textile design and ceramics and working with um, ceramics um, so I was really torn between the two and I nearly specialised in ceramics and then I didn't at the last minute and I did fashion and textile design in Dublin and NCAD. Okay. Um, but it's funny because very quickly into my degree, like maybe by the start of the second year, I knew that I wasn't really, it wasn't, it wasn't sitting with me. I wasn't totally happy. Um, and I couldn't really picture myself working in the fashion industry. I think that was a problem that I had or, or the textile industry because it's so fast moving. And, you know, I became aware at that time how stressful the environment is. Yeah. And um, that didn't suit me. You know, I don't like stress. <laughs> yeah. I don't deal well with stress. You know, some people really come into their own and um, perform so well in, in stressful um, environments that's not me I like you know I like having time to work through ideas and um, yeah so so early on I, I, I kind of got a sense no I'm not sure I've made the right decision um, but anyway followed through did my degree um, it went well I enjoyed college and art college was amazing you know got got as much as I could out of the art college experience in Dublin I <laughs> lived the life um, and then after that, um, I did work in, in fashion design. Um, I, I traveled a bit, went to Australia, New Zealand um, and worked for a designer in uh, Sydney. Akira Sagawa is a, is a beautiful designer. Um, but again, I wasn't, I, I really wasn't feeling happy in this studio environment. Um, mm -hmm. And it was quite technical pattern cutting and that side of fashion design can be quite technical and I find it quite you know I wanted to be more I suppose the messy side of me was was trying to get out 
Um, anyway, so worked for, for him, uh, did an internship there. And then I did, I worked for another designer in New Zealand in uh, Wellington oh. and um, called Robin Matheson. And she was a lovely, gorgeous designer and got great experience. But again, something in me was saying, I don't think this is right for me. <laughs> So, so what happened after that then when, when I, we came back to Ireland, um, I met my husband in Australia, so we came back, he's from Galway, came, I know, crazy to go to Australia to meet an Irish man. So then we came back to Ireland and I think because I'd had that experience when we were away that it didn't feel right, I kind of got a bit lost for a while um, as it, I didn't know what was I going to work in? There was really no fashion industry in Ireland, even if I wanted to go back into that, you know, other than doing, um, being self-employed. And at that time in my early twenties, I probably didn't have the confidence to be self-employed. Um, so I just worked, I worked for about 10 years in retail, um, feeling very like just plodding along, but, feeling very much like there was so much more inside that I wasn't expressing, yeah. you know? Um, I'm not really sure during that time where it was that I was supposed to be. Um, I was happy in my personal life, but I definitely wasn't happy in my professional life. Um, so I was painting and drawing all the time during that time personally for myself, you know? Um, wasn't really sure why, just, just being creative to be creative and doing classes with other artists in the area. And um, I started, I, I started kind of selling some work then, you know, was having my family was in fam, you know, having babies and doing all that stuff at the same time. <laughs> so then um, when both of my kids were small, I just, a few pieces of work started to sell and I got such a kick out of selling the paintings. I was like, oh, oh my God, somebody else loves this as much as I love it. Um, and I think that was really the aha moment of, I love this. I, I want this to be my work as well as my passion, you know, and I could really see myself. I just started to be able to see my future of this is something that I can work in for the rest of my life and know that it'll make me a really happy person. <laughs> um, but obviously the uncertainty was there about income and um, and I want to earn a living. You know, it, it's not, I don't want to be a struggling artist. Yeah. You know, I, um, I, I, want, I want to actually be able to earn a nice living from, from my art. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's been it's been a journey of maybe like five or six years of just creating a lot of work, creating a lot of shit work, I'd say, <laughs> at times, and and a lot of nice work as well. Um, but just really discovering uh, what my what my voice is in paint, um, and and what people will buy because you know you want to know that what you make is something that people want at the same time. Um, so that's where I'm at at the minute. It's going, it's going quite well. The last year has been really good. Um, you know, I do have repeat customers and people coming back to me now and 
I've just launched a limited edition print range. So that's given me, you know, another side um, of the business that's maybe more commercial, um, which feels nice, you know, for sales to happen without having to put so much of yourself into every piece. Yeah. Um, so, so that's where I'm at at the minute. I mean, I do have notions, Brianna, about like, go. I still have a, a yearn for ceramics mm-hmm. and, um, you know, there's, there's times where I think I'm going back to college. I'm going to do a master's. I'm going to go and do ceramics. I'm going to go do this. And maybe I will, you know, yeah. um, because I can kind of picture how my artwork could be transferable to products as well. Um, you know, surface, surface, um, design for for ceramic wear would be something I'd love to explore at some stage um so so that's where I'm at at the minute you know and and long may it last hopefully (laughs) yes it's so interesting to hear your journey and like that it wasn't you know plain sailing from the start or it wasn't this clear path or it wasn't um a path very common for society as such so that okay you know this is you go to college you do this you do this and then you're yeah, yeah, yeah. Life or whatever the case is so it's really interesting to hear that experience you had and I'm yeah. curious to know like you said even now kind of going oh I maybe I'll do ceramics or maybe I'll do this and how you described kind of listening to that instinct and going no that doesn't feel right it isn't uh, or there is more to it or and going along with that was it I think when we listen to the instinct once or twice and we confirm that message that the instinct was right it kind yeah. of is that self-confidence that we can go again we can listen yeah. again and that but I'm also curious whether was that um your strongest voice or was there a mentor or what was the kind of the was there one moment of say one sale that really kind of then confirmed that message for you or was it a, a teacher or mentor or your husband or family that kind of gave you that support and that uh, yeah confirmed that message for you to go ahead with that this path yeah um I think you know I like I do my husband is really supportive and he is like he definitely you know has this thing where like just go for it you know with anything he's he's a very open kind of minded person just go for it give it a lash see how it goes you know um which is a lovely really refreshing attitude because I would be I suppose more cautious in a way at times and overthink you know I would overanalyze and overthink Whereas he's more of a fly by the seat of his pants, just feck it, just go for it, go for it, give it a give it a try, you know. So having that behind you definitely helps, you know. That's um, but 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 for me, I suppose my gut feeling was always so strong. Um, but it was painful at the same time because I I would quite often like I packed in jobs that you know were you know good jobs. And would have had a future and a lot of people were like you know I did get a lot of what are you doing like you know that Jesus that's that's safe money that's that's a career that's a salary that's um you know so I I, I would get annoyed with myself at times and I'd be like why can't I just do 
the job. <laughs> but I couldn't. Yeah. You know, and I even, I mean, I remember in school, I, I was quite unhappy in school because I think nine, um, you know, rigid hours of education doesn't suit my personality. Sitting at a desk and being told to perform doesn't suit my personality. Um, so like, and I remember thinking at school and looking around and looking at everybody else and thinking, how they, they look so content. And I was just bursting to get out the door and go and run around and, um, so there was always, the, there was the heart thing saying, do what you love, Tori, do it because it's the right thing to do. And then there was the head saying, oh my God, cop on, like, be sensible, do the sensible thing, get a proper job, you know? So it, it was a real, um, there was real uh, conflict within myself. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why it took so long, like, it took me so long to get to where I am because I was given I was given air and space to both the head and the heart, whereas I really the heart was the strongest, you know what I mean? And and won in the end. Um so yeah, I think I think that's it. Having the family support was was a massive thing. Um, but also just my own pull to do something that felt meaningful and um and and and, you know, I've always had a thing where, like, this isn't a, this isn't a dress rehearsal. You know, you hear that this isn't a, a practice run. This is the only life we have. And I was like, I can't sit at a desk and do something that is going to make me ext an extremely unhappy person uh, when when this is the only chance that we get, you know. So that was the, uh, the huge motivating factor as well. That's really interesting. And I think a lot of people will... Um, identify with that you know pull from the heart and from the head yeah I feel like you said that if it doesn't feel right and you, you, you know um, but at the same time it's logical it's you know the practical and that's okay I think we all go yeah. through periods of where we we stick with the safe and the logical and that's perfectly okay it's, um, it's a very individual choice um, yeah and a lot of people uh, would say that if you work in your hobby, then you might not necessarily like that hobby anymore. So it's yeah, yeah. a job. So it's a very individual choice, but it's, re it's really interesting to hear that. And also, I think for people listening that might, uh, uh, you know, might be younger and are going through that, or what would you say to yourself, to younger self, that she was struggling or that she wasn't yeah. when knowing it's funny I think um I, I I sometimes question why you know why when I knew in my say at the start of the second year of four years of doing a degree you know if I if I knew myself I wasn't happy why didn't I like listen to that more at that time but I think that there's two things there like in your early 20s I think we make decisions about our life far too young mm. you know you're you know you know, this education system that we have where we, you, you fill out your CAO forms and you go to university and, and it works for some people, but I think for an awful lot of people, it doesn't. You're, you're too, you haven't experienced enough of the world to know yeah. what it is that is going to make you happy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I'd say to my younger self, be braver to, to stop doing something 
that doesn't feel right at, at the time because maybe there was an opportunity for me there at a younger age to listen more and to have discovered my path earlier yeah um you know it's okay to drop out of college I think I I think I I would have seen that as being a huge shame yeah whereas you know it's okay to sidestep it's okay to go from if you're here to say okay well you know there's certain things about this that I like but there's certain things that that I don't like so maybe if I moved if I could have moved to a different discipline in art college or I could have taken a year out you know to to work out what was going on in my head but I was like I'm on I've chosen this now I have to do this you know yeah I I think the system we live in a society with you know, large number of people. So the system is very generic to fit that bigger, you know, yeah. amount of people. So it's hard to step away from it or to, yeah. because we have a huge need to be part of it, to fit in. Yeah, yeah. So to not fit in with that system, you feel you're an outcast or oddball or, you know, whatever the case is. Or, um, it's, 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 it's a tough one to negotiate. Yeah. I think there's a huge uh, message for all of us to say that if it doesn't feel right in that system, that's okay yeah. because the system is designed for a very generic, like all statistics, oh, 99%. Yeah, but that's uh, out of millions. Yeah. So if you're that 1%, but in, in a bigger scale, then it means there's a lot of people. So it's nice to find like our group that we've created yeah. in the last few months. Yeah. To like-minded people that, maybe outside of it you might feel a bit weird but we found you know a few yeah. people <laughs> yeah and it is I really do feel like we find such a unique thing in the group that we've we've um that we've got to know through through Tara's course um and I just I just love it I just think it's it's a brilliant thing um but I think the system what you were saying about it being you know for for a certain for certain people, it's still so, um, for me, it's still so like um, there for academics, yeah. you know, and, and if you're, if you, I know if you're creative and a lot of creative people can be academic as well, but, you know, creative people tend to work in very different ways yeah. um, and, and there's certain times that they work better and, you know, they're not, they don't fit into the structure. Um, and I think I would love to see, um, for my kids some change in that maybe maybe the pandemic is going to change things a bit because there's more freedom with people working from home and you know working more flexible hours and stuff like that um, and I think that can suit a lot of a lot of people you know um, but I think some change in that area would be a really good thing. Yeah I agree and my mom said to me a few times how like when you see a good book or a movie or, you know, like that, some amazing piece of art. She's like, they didn't create that nine to five. They created no, like no. nights, <laughs> uh, long nights. So uh, true. Yeah. Like, like these things don't happen in a, in a, you know, in a structure, like you said, in your job, in a structured hours, create yeah. now. Uh, <laughs> if somebody says that to you, you immediately can't do it. You just go, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to do right now. I have no clue, yeah. you know? So um, like I was, I was painting late last night at, you know, 11 o'clock or whatever I, in the, in the studio. And I was, I was laughing cause I was just looking at the, the, the mess of the floor and all the inks and the paints everywhere. And I was thinking, do you know, late night painting 
late night messing is is the best because <laughs> you just oh, walk away <laughs> you just walk away from it and I just come into the house and leave it all behind and then in the morning you're nearly you're busting to get out to see what you did you can nearly not even what was I I was in completely zone of my own <laughs> well that's a really nice insight to yeah. your your space or to your way of working because like that you know sometimes even on a movie or in a report, like, oh, the artist is working. And it's like so idyllic or whatever. But Controlled. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, that's not the way it works. <laughs> not for me anyway. <laughs> Brilliant. And if I could um, bring you in a question about, like that when challenges, when you had a plan and it didn't go as you intended or you, you um, it went differently uh, what kind of tools or what techniques that you might use when you come across these things or even whether it's the last year or before um to to, to and share if you feel comfortable yeah um do you mean it went when say if i'm painting and things aren't coming together yeah yeah if yeah, i'm just going through a period day, of yeah day, the challenges that you feel um, Other people I, almost be dealing with them really well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I, I, I would always have been the type of person, and this would be like like what it was in university. I force, I push through, force, 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 push on, you know, force, you know, forge ahead. But I, I think I'm learning um, that if things aren't working out or things aren't going to plan, you know I'm trying to be or I'm, I'm starting to practice trying to be more compassionate to that and, and saying well you know this is happening for a reason I need it maybe I need a break you know maybe that in this space when things aren't working or going to plan and um, this is going to you know give me the um the rest time that I'll be so that I'll go back to things more rejuvenated um and even like you know you know when you're a parent or a mum and you know the weather's rubbish outside and you're like oh god I just love to get the kids outside and then you go and it's you know raining and you're like oh what will we do and then sometimes just to get under a blanket and put a movie on and go these are the days that are the gift of sitting on your ass <laughs> and tomorrow when the sun comes out we'll go out and we'll be active then you know so try you know being more fluid and responding to um to the day in a in a in a way that's not frustration or uh beating yourself up um no that still it still happens but it's more of a conscious it's being i'm more consciously uh look at it as an op trying to look at things as an opportunity yeah as opposed to being held back in some way that's wonderful it's definitely that awareness yeah sort of that that voice and um I, I agree because today I was writing about meditation. It's like I can't sit still, and yeah. but yet we're told, you know, meditation is good for you sitting still. But then we're told you should be performing, you should be doing this, you oh, should yeah. be doing that. So where do we meet? Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. Thing? What do you mean sit in a blanket and do nothing? <laughs> and, <laughs> I know, but you know it, it's amazing. Like though, you know, at times when I do get under a blanket with the kids and they'll. And they'll be like, oh, mom, this is the best afternoon ever. And then other days you're like planning to go swimming and you're going to a friend's and you're meeting it and you're, you know, rushing home to make dinner. And they're like, 
they don't thank you for it because they know you're stressed. <laughs> I agree 100%. And it's yeah. so odd for them when they see me sitting down. They're like, take a two, double yeah. look going, oh my God, yeah. you're sitting down with us? <laughs> yeah. I also, um, I do, I have a group in the village or I, I'm part of a group in our village. We, it's called Stitch and Bitch. And we meet once a week and we knit or crochet or over coffee. It's so good. Um, so I, I, I would knit like and crochet um, when I'm sitting down, like my hands are usually if I'm if I'm sitting, I'm usually still making something, but it's lovely. Like I do, granny, you know, I just crochet granny squares or I make pom pom garlands because they're so easy to make. Um, and um, yeah, so even when I'm sitting with the kids, I'm usually doing crochet or or knitting or doing something like that. Um, but it's such a lovely relaxing thing to do you know it's kind of it's it's act it's create creating something without your brain needing to be engaged at all you know mm. I don't follow patterns or make anything to a pattern it's just <laughs> literally same stitch over and over and over and over again and you have to um, kind of look to see what what is it actually <laughs> yeah every now and again I go what am I doing with this again um, so last year I, I just knitted loads of um, square, colourful squares and then sewed them together and made kind of a top kimono kind of top thing, um, which was a no brainer because it was just squares sewn together. <laughs> um, but things like that are I would I would really encourage people to sew or knit or or crochet. It is so fun and, and it's colour for me. The joy is picking the colours of the wool and you know uh, matching colors together and just making colorful things for the house or for the kids bedrooms um so i, I love that as well that's brilliant lovely mm -hmm. and how about um joys in life how do you celebrate everyday kind of you know moment or bigger occasions of whether you had a milestone or a plan and you have achieved it do you tend to stop and acknowledge it? Do you go for the next one and you go, 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 oh, sure, that's done, check. And next yeah. how do you uh, find those moments or your ways of celebrating? Um, yeah, we definitely try. Um, like my husband is in, in a, um, a kind of a startup business situation as well. So, you know, he's going through, um, uh, you know big learning curves and you know there are wins and then there are days that are hard and so together like we do uh try and if something happens it's a really you know it's okay we're on to the next step um we love just just having a dinner I suppose with the kids and saying oh we're celebrating this tonight or you know when when we can we go you know going for dinner we love to go out for something to eat and um Barry and I enjoy a nice glass of red wine. So sitting down in the evening, just two of us after the kids have gone to bed and, you know, having a, having a nice um, bottle of wine together. Um, yeah, so it's family. I think family time and slowing down is, is generally the way we would kind of mark things. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we do love going. I was telling you we were away for a night. We love getting away. Um, um, we go out with a dog who is mental so um, walking a dog going to the beach a lot is a part of our life um, a lot because we have, have a dog that we need to exercise <laughs> um, 
Um, so yeah, family weekends and family time is, is a big thing for us as well. Great, great. Yeah. It's very important to pause and slow down and take, take the time to see what that day or that uh, week or your effort that you put yeah. in, how, how it, yeah. how it uh, came to um, realization. That's yeah. Good. Yeah, being, being good to ourselves is, um, I, th I think it's something we're not great at, at as, a, as a nation. I don't think that we're very good at just saying, do you know what, we've worked really hard. Yeah. You know, we really deserve to take ourselves away or, you know, so um, so we, we do try and um, treat ourselves and just say, yeah, yeah, we're going to do that thing because we've been working, putting so many hours in and we're going to go away or we're going to go for dinner or, you know, and, and those things are, they feel so good. Like they fill you up back up again, don't they? Fantastic. I agree. Yeah. Rather than waiting for when this happens in five years or yeah. Uh, that's yeah really the the journey is as hard as it is and as much as we put effort towards the end goal it's yeah. great to celebrate the the small days in the journey too yeah yeah fantastic Tori I'm really enjoying the conversation I can't believe it goes so fast I know oh it's been great sorry I, don't, I hope I haven't been chat 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 going off in a million different directions <laughs> at all. I think I enjoy the conversation and I learned a lot about you and I relate to a lot of what you say yeah I think listeners will enjoy that too so if you want to add anything at the end how people can find you your work your um, um yeah um my website is um it's toriervineart.com and um, my prints are on there as well as originals. Um, I also do commissions so people can contact me through the website, you know, for um, I love making work for specific spaces and um, getting to know people a bit more and making work, you know, specifically for clients. Um, and Instagram, I'm, I I'm, would put a lot of my work on, on Instagram and um, I've connected with so many nice people through through Instagram so I know social media can be a pain in the butt but I've it's actually been a really good thing in a lot of ways um uh yeah so that's that's how you contact me brilliant I'll include those in the notes so people Thanks, can Brianna. see them yeah and um I, I really enjoyed it thank you so much for your time and thanks so much it was lovely to chat yeah I'm looking <laughs> forward to it we, we catch up again soon and until next time, all the best. Take Sorry. care. Thanks a million. <laughs> Thank Bye. you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.